And it is February the 14th, which makes it Valentine's Day. And you know, I was thinking about this. I was thinking, what better way to spend Valentine's Day in the house of the Lord who, who loves us more than we could ever imagine, enough where he sent Jesus Christ to die on the cross and be resurrected again for our sins. So we are, I am so excited to be here, and I know Artie is, and I know everybody else is, and we're just glad to have you with us. I have a few announcements this morning. Uh, the first one announcement is regarding deacon nominations. If you have a deacon nomination form with you, you can drop it in the box out there uh, where the offering box usually is. If you got one and did like I did and forgot to fill it out, and left it at home, uh, would you raise your hand, and we'll be sure you get those so you can fill one out for and drop it in after the service. Does anybody need one? And while they're doing that, so um, you can just... Um, Focus on them and me a little bit. I have a couple meetings after church. The Building and Grounds Committee needs to meet directly after church in uh, one of the corners. And in the other corner, the Breakfast Committee needs to meet. Now, there's probably people that's on both those committees. So you're going to... You're going to have to make your best decision there. That's all I can tell you. They're both meeting right after church. And then I have another special announcement that I didn't even know about to today. And I feel bad because I don't know how I didn't know of this. Bruce and Jackie are having a grandbaby. Did you know that? I did not know that. That is amazing. But uh, I'm just... In another video stream on Wednesday nights, easily. But, so they want to announce that it's a girl, a baby shower for Callie and Urban Perez and Anna Sophia Perez, Saturday, March 13th, from 3 to 5 p.m. Out here, I'm assuming, right? Drop in, please wear a mask and social distance. That's a request of the parents. So, and Bruce and Jackie, we want to keep everybody safe. So that is a, that will be a fun time to uh, celebrate the coming of this baby girl. So uh, we're excited about that. And I don't think there are any more announcements other than to just remember our regular Wednesday night uh, Bible studies. Uh, if you're a youth and you're not getting my links to the devotions that I'm putting out there, let me know and I'll make sure you get those. Um, but I do look forward to a time when we can meet in person again, as far as my youth goes, I know. And uh, we, are, we are coming the right way for that, so hopefully soon we will see what happens. But uh, this morning, I'll, I just ask you to push all these worries that are in the world out to the, to the side of your mind and focus your heart and your mind on Jesus Christ, because that's what I'm going to be doing. Hope you guys enjoy the service. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning. Now, I have to honestly ask you, how many people forgot about it being Valentine's Day today? Anybody? Well, one person. Husbands and wives, if you guys forgot, you're on your own. Okay? 
I know uh, I honestly believe that Hallmark created Valentine's Day so they could sell more cards because we should be showing our spouses that we love them every day. So, but, uh, but it is a big day. It's a special day. So uh, at this time, please join me in prayer as we focus on our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ during this worship time. So please join me in prayer. Our blessed Heavenly Father, we come before you right now, humbly bowing before your throne. Dear Lord, we have come together for one reason, and that is to worship you. Dear Lord, everything that we have, everything that we are, is because of you. You created us to have a relationship with you. You created us to love you. And even though we rejected you, dear Lord, you still loved us. And we worship you and we praise you because of that. And dear Lord, just for this short hour, I ask that you take all the distractions of the day. What we're doing after the service, what's going on um, in our personal lives. What's going on in our family what we're going to eat, how we're going to celebrate. Just take all of that, dear Lord, and allow us to focus on you for this short time. Dear Lord, because you are the epitome of love. Dear Lord, please forgive us where we fail you. And dear Lord, give us the courage and the strength and the faithfulness to stand for you. And dear Lord, I ask you right now that you allow us to praise and worship you today with freedom. And dear Lord, we give you all the honor and glory for it all. And it's in the precious name of Jesus Christ, our Savior, we pray. Amen. Yes, we love to talk about our sweethearts, our first love, our parents loving us when we were first born, but it goes even before that. Our Lord and Savior loved us before we were even born. I love the last phrase of this song. Oh, how I love Jesus because he first loved me. So let us stand as we sing the first and second verse. 217, Oh, How I Love Jesus. There is a name I love to hear. I love to sing its worth. The music through my ear. The sweetest name on earth. Oh, how I love Jesus. Because he first loved me. It tells me of the Savior's love who died to set me free. It tells me of his 
precious blood, the sinner's perfectly. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Because he first loved me. Amen. Thank you. I'm back up here. I'm back up here again, and this morning could get repetitive, so I'm sorry. I want to talk about love with the children this morning, but I want to ask the kids and the teenagers and the husbands, because I know I'm a, if, how many times somebody has to tell you something before it sinks in. I know with my kids, I've still I've been telling them for years and years, and it never sinks in. Uh, same thing with me. Laura tells me things, and I probably said this before. I told her the other day, I said, if she wants me to do something, she doesn't need that to remind me every six months. I'll get it done. <laughs> so that is, a, that is a true story. But love, love is, is something that is very, very talked about in the Bible. And it's because the Bible is all about love. In the King James Version of the Bible, the word love appears 310 times. Isn't that amazing? And I think the reason that it does is because it's trying to tell us over and over and over again that God loves us so much and everything he wrote down, everything he had written down in that book is all about love. Even uh, when Jesus was alive, they tried to say, you know, what is the most important commandment? And Jesus told them, he said, well, the first one is to love the Lord your God with all your heart. And then love your neighbor as you love yourself. So I think that as we celebrate Valentine's Day on a Sunday, which is so fitting, that not just the kids, we all should remember that to love others because Jesus loved us first, and that's what he asked us to do. Now, I have to remind myself sometimes that he said we didn't have to like everybody. We gotta love everybody. No, I'm just kidding. I like everybody. Um, but Jesus says, "Love." Jesus loves us, and because He loves us, He wants us to love other people in return. And John three sixteen is the ultimate verse about love in the whole Bible. If you had to pick one verse out of the New Testament, it could sum everything up that we need to know about salvation and Jesus loving one. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And that is love beyond everything. As we go to Children's Church in a minute, we're going to talk more about love. And uh, so after I pray, guys, we're going to go out that door and we're going to go to the preschool room. So I have quite a few kids today. I'm excited. So uh, let's bow our heads and go to the Lord in prayer. God, thank you so much for this day, Lord. Thank you for loving us unconditionally beyond anything we could ever imagine. Thank you for sending Jesus Christ to die on a cross for our sins and rise on the third day so we could be forgiven and spend an eternity with you. Lord, give us the strength and the willpower and the patience to love others as we love you. All this we ask in your name, God.
Have you ever had that one thing that you look so forward to that every time you think about it, you just get all excited and just so giddy, giddy, giddy? There's those memories that we have. But looking forward to something just makes our heart just race sometimes. So for the Christian, that imagination of seeing our Savior face-to-face for the first time when we behold our Lord and Savior that loved us so much that he died for us.
Church, I'm going to tell you something. First of all, I want to say thank you, Sharon, for that song, but I'm going to tell the church something. God's going to do something today because Satan's already starting fighting. He started fighting before the service even started. We are having technical difficulties with our online service right now, which I apologize. Those that are watching online, we have no idea what's going on. But you know what? We're still going to proclaim his word and we're still going to worship him. Amen. And Satan can do nothing to stop that. Unless we allow him to do so. And I, for one, am not about to let Satan win another battle. So today, I'm going to share a message with you called the greatest truth. The greatest truth. And I want us to think about that. Today is Valentine's Day, everything like that. Back when I started um, working on my degree in religion, I had never heard of this man. But I learned about him in my theology classes, in my philosophy classes that I had to take, and that is Karl Barth, or Bart. He is a Swiss theologian. And he was one of the greatest minds of that time. And he wrote a lot of books. I don't always agree with what he says or his theology. But he has a lot of great things to say as well. And, and, and those in seminary study him as a philosopher and as a theologian. Well, he was visiting America one time and he was here and he was going to all these different seminaries and, and speaking to the students and everything like that. And one of these young preacher boys in seminary had an opportunity to ask him a question. And he said, Dr. Bart, what is the greatest truth that ever crossed your mind? And all the seminary students, they were on the edge of their seats waiting for what he was about to say. And Dr. Bart sat there for a while and thought about it. And then he said, the greatest truth is this. Jesus loves me. This I know. For the Bible tells me so. And that is what we have to remember. That is the greatest truth. Everything else pales in comparison to the fact that Jesus loves me. So we're going to look at that greatest truth today. And we're going to start by looking at the one verse, John 15, 9. So if you would turn there, and if you would stand as I read this, John 15, 9. And this is what Jesus is telling His disciples. Just as the Father loved me, I have also loved you. Abide in my love. Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you for what you share with us about your love. And be with us as we look at the importance of understanding the love that you have for us. Bless the reading of your word. 
And it's in the holy and precious name of Jesus Christ, our Savior, we pray. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. The greatest truth of the depth of Jesus' love for me. That's what we're going to look at today. And our first point is this. We know the depths of Jesus' love for us by what it cost Him. Now let's look at what it cost Him. Philippians 2.8 says this, Being found in appearance as a man, He humbled Himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. I want you to understand what it cost Jesus to love us. He left heaven. He left His throne in glory to become just like us. To experience the pain and the the agony of life. The heartbreak of life. He didn't have to do it at any point. He could have called a legion of angels to come and take him home, but he chose to do this. And not only did he live life for us, but he gave himself up to die the most horrific death that was possible at that time. He chose the cross. For us. It cost him his dignity. It cost him his life. And he did it all for his love, because of his love for us. That is the depth of Jesus' love for us. The Bible says, Paul writes, that that he who knew no sin became sin for us. His father turned his back on his son because he could not look upon him when he was on the cross because he took our sin upon himself. And the holy God who despises sin, cannot tolerate sin in His presence, had to turn His eyes away from His own Son. His only begotten, beloved Son. That is the depths of Jesus' love. We can know the depths of Jesus' love for us by how little we deserve it. And you think about that. Even with mine and Ginger's relationship, her love means more to me because I don't deserve her love. Seriously, look at me. What would make this woman love me? That makes it special because I don't deserve it. But look at what it says here in Romans 5, 8. But God demonstrates His love toward us in while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. 
We rejected Him. We were His enemy. We called Him names. We did everything. We did not want to have anything to do with Him. But He still loved us. Now you think about this. You've always heard there's a thin line between love and hate. You've heard that? Just nod your head. Let me know you're awake. Okay. That's the truth. You think about this. How quickly a relationship, and Bruce, I know you see it all the time in middle school. Oh, I love them so much. I can't live without them. Oh, at 8 a.m., that's what they sound like. By lunchtime, I hate them. I can't stand them. I can't believe I ever thought anything about that person. And by the time school's out, oh, I found my soulmate. This is the person I'm going to be to spend the rest of my life. And all within the same day. Okay? But I also want to thank adults. Think about this. How many have forgotten about those vows they took when they stood before their friends, family, and God and committed to love each other until death we do part. How many times does it quickly go from that type of love, that forever type of love, to no love at all? It's too easy for us to forget about love. But God, even though we were created to have a relationship with Him, to walk and talk with Him, to love Him, that's why we were created. That's our purpose. But we rejected that. But God stayed faithful. He held to His promise. The promise at creation. He held to that. And ever since that time, He had a plan to, because He loved us to rekindle that relationship. He wanted us to choose Him. And He never gave up hope. To the point that He sent Jesus Christ to die on the cross to be the perfect sacrifice, to bridge that gap, to allow us to be able to measure up and have that relationship with Him like nobody had ever had before. That's how we know the depth of Jesus' love for us is because we don't deserve it. But He gave it to us anyway. And then we know the depths of Jesus' love for us by the greatness of the benefits we receive in being loved. Now understand what I just said. The greatness of the benefits by being loved. 1 John 3, 1-3 says this, See how great a love the Father has bestowed on us 
that we would be called children of God. And such we are. For this reason, the world does not know us because it did not know him. Beloved, now we are children of God and it has not appeared as yet what we will be. We know that when he, he appears, we will be like him because we see him just as he is. And everyone who has this hope fixed on him purifies himself just as he is pure. We know the depths of Jesus' love for us because of the benefits that we get because of that love. We are no longer sinners, but we have been adopted into the family and we are now children of God. Joint heirs with Jesus. We have been given the promise of eternal life through the blood of Jesus Christ. We are no longer the same person. We have been given so much more. But we forget about that constantly. We forget about the, the, the strength and the power that goes along with someone that has accepted Christ as their Savior. We forget about the courage and the boldness that comes from being a child of the King. Do you guys realize something? When is the last time that you saw Prince Charles beg for anything? What about Prince William? You ever see on the news, Prince begging? Do you ever see that? No, why? Because they're the son and grandson of the queen. They are royalty. But how often do we beg to get what we want? Paul says that if we ask anything according to His will, what will happen? It will be done. There's a little caveat there. According to His will. That doesn't mean that we get everything that we ask for. Prince Charles doesn't get everything that he asked for. But if he asks for something that goes along in the accordance and the will of his mother, he gets it. Same thing with us. Sometimes we ask out of selfishness. We ask out of personal desire. And it has nothing whatsoever to do with God's plan and His will for our lives. But if we are in like mind as God and ask according to His will, the Bible says that He will do that. Without fail. And He wants us to be happy. Now, I am not preaching the prosperity gospel. Don't misunderstand me. Because our happiness is not in, in, in possessions. Our happiness is not in personal gain. Our happiness comes from knowing Jesus Christ as our Savior. 
but the benefits. The fact that our name is written down in the Lamb's book of life. That we have been sealed, signed, and delivered, and nothing can take us away from Him. That we have been forgiven and will continue to be forgiven because of the blood of Jesus Christ. That's how we know the depths of Jesus' love for us. And we know the depths of Jesus' love for us by the freedom with which He loves us. John 10, 18. No one has taken it away from me. This is Jesus talking. But I lay it down of my own initiative. I have authority to lay it down and I have authority to take it up again. This command I received from my Father. What was Jesus saying there? I give up my life because I want to. You think about this. Is love truly love if somebody has no choice? If they have to to love you? Is that really love? You think about uh, around the world and the different laws that are made by leaders to get their people to love them and respect them and they have no other choice to do that or they suffer the consequences. That's not love. If Ginger had no other choice but to love me, something made her love me and she had no other choice. That would be not true love. I've heard it say that God created us to be robots. That He just wants us to do everything that He wants. No. God created us to choose Him. He gave us a choice from the very beginning. Why did He give us that choice? He gave us that choice because He wanted us to love Him on our own accord. Because He deserves it, not because we had to. Same thing plays out right here with Jesus. He says, I lay my life down out of my own initiative. And I have been given the authority to lay it down. But then He goes on and says, just like I've been given the authority to take it right back. Or rise it up again. He did it because of His love for us. When He was praying in the Garden of Gethsemane, and He was sweating those drops of blood before His arrest, you guys remember that prayer? Take this cup from me. Don't make me do this. If there is any other way. And at that point, Jesus could have said, no, I don't want this. 
and it wouldn't have happened. But he goes on and says, not my will, but thine be done. And he humbly gave himself up. He was arrested. He was verbally abused. He was physically abused. He was beaten beyond all recognition. He was nailed to that cross. He was lifted up and dropped into that hole. And He hung there in agony. And at any time during that whole situation, He could have called 10,000 angels. And He would have been in glory. But He chose... He had the freedom to choose that. And He loved us so much that He chose that death, not because He deserved it, but because we needed it. That is the depths of Christ's love for us. Paul says that I commit to preach nothing but Jesus Christ and Him crucified. That is the greatest truth. Jesus loves me. This I know. For the Bible tells me so. If we don't have that foundation... We have no foundation. Everything in this book, from the Old Testament, all through the New Testament, and Revelation, points to the fact that God loves us. Jesus loves me. Everything is based upon that premise. You know, at Christmas time, one of the newest classic movies is the movie Elf. And at one point in that movie, Buddy the Elf burst into the conference room at at his dad's um, publishing company and he yells out, I'm in love, I'm in love, and I don't care who knows it. Christians, when's the last time we burst into a room and said, I'm in love with Jesus and I don't care who knows it? That's the kind of enthusiasm that He deserves. Because He loved us first. And His depths of love know no boundaries. In today's society, we need to show people that Jesus loves them. And we need to shout it. Because they need to hear it. We need to live it because they need to see it. That is the greatest truth. That Jesus loves me.
Would you stand as we sing our hymn of invitation, 344, Jesus Loves Me, 344. Loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong, they are weak, but he is strong. Yes, Jesus loves me. morning. Don't forget that immediately following the service, we have the uh, building and grounds committee meeting back here in this corner, right, Lisa? Okay, and then um, the breakfast committee back here in this corner. That way, if you have to go between the two, you can. And don't forget, uh, if you have your deacon nominations, please put it in the, in the offering box, as well as offering on your way out the door, if you've not already put it in there. And uh, Wednesday night, Bible study, we're going through the Sermon on the Mount, 6.30 on Facebook and YouTube. Any other announcements before we dismiss? Okay, thank you very much for being here this morning. And um, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our blessed Heavenly Father, thank you so much for everything that you've done for us. Dear Lord, thank you for the ultimate truth and the greatest truth that we can base our life on, that Jesus loves me. Dear Lord, today, make us understand that. Make us know that beyond a shadow of a doubt. And as we go from this place, let us live our lives in such a way that it shows people that we are loved by God and that we love God. That we will let people see in us that Jesus loves them. Be with us as we depart this place and be with those that have watched online. Bless us and keep us safe. And it is in the holy and precious name of Jesus Christ, our Savior, we pray. Amen.